Welcome back to the Messy Mompreneur podcast. I'm your host, Alicia Sanford, and I'm so happy to have you here. Today, I'm having a conversation with Miranda Schroeder. She is the mastermind behind Thoughtfully Designed Co., and she's located in Indianapolis. She is a wedding and event coordinator, um, among many other things. She's going to be sharing a little bit about her kind of career and corporate world evolution um, through her various passions and pivots that she made when she faced moments of burnout, especially coming into motherhood and how that played a role in everything. She will also share a little bit about what is to come for her business and in her personal life. So I'm really excited to have you hear from her. I've been following her now for, I don't know, a few years, and it's been kind of fun watching a mama in action, navigating things that align with her heart and may not align anymore and how things changed and how she um, made those changes. So with that said, let's hear from Miranda. She, I guess I'll quickly add, she, we had recorded this in two different um, video chats because of technology and busy mom life. So I am very, very grateful to her for taking not only one, but two different mornings of her very busy schedule to chat with us. So again, let's hear from Miranda. All right. Hi, Miranda. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. Um, To kick us off, could you share a little bit about yourself and your family? For sure. So my name is Miranda Schroeder. Um, Most people find me online as Thoughtfully Thrifted. I'll literally be out and about and people won't, they don't know my name. They're just like, are you thoughtfully thrifted? (laughs) I'm like, I have a real name. My name's Miranda. Um, I am married to my husband, Andrew, and we have a two-year-old. She just had her birthday uh, last week. So fresh two-year-old. I'm an entrepreneur. My husband is a physician. So it's crazy. It's really crazy. We work a lot. Um, Can you give us a little bit of info and background on your journey into motherhood and how your career was set at that time and entrepreneurship? Because I think those came first before baby, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So I did my undergrad um, and while I was studying, I was like, I, I knew I wanted to get married, but I was team no kids. I was like, don't want kids. I want to live my life. I want to have like a bustling career. I want to travel. I just had zero desire to have kids. I never like just my whole life never felt like I had that like motherly instinct, you know, where, you know, some of my friends were like, I've always known I wanted to be a mom. Like I'm, I'm meant to be a mom. And I just, I never felt that I've, I've never really been like the nurturing type. I'm a little more like, Oh, I don't know terms people would use for me like oh she's like very much a go-getter and you know a little more aggressive and like competitive I've never been described as like oh she's very nurturing and like loving (laughs) and you know the typical uh what society wants a female to be so I was very team no kids um I was actually engaged to my college sweetheart and thankfully that um wedding was called off And then very shortly after that, I started dating my now husband. 
Um, we actually knew each other as friends for years before we started dating. Um, and when we started dating on our very first date, he told me he wanted four kids. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, I was like, wow, um, that's a hard, <laughs> hard right for me, but I really, really like you. Um, so as you know, things got more serious and we were talking about marriage, we were like, you know, and I still was telling him at that point, like, I still don't know, like if I want kids and I was like, I need you to be okay with that. If we get married, like we may end up with no kids. Um, so even after we got married, it was still a discussion for at least a year of like, do we want kids? Do we not want kids? I was starting to warm up to it after we got married. Um, and then finally one day I was just like, you know what? I want to have a baby with you. So <laughs> that is um, that is what happened. And we were like, let's try. We got pregnant instantly. And that's the, that was it. We were like, all right, we're having a baby. We're doing this thing. That's a fun story. <laughs> what were you doing <laughs> for crazy. work at that time? Um, let's see. When I met my husband, I was working for a medical device company, um, in marketing. I had been there a few years and oh, that was before COVID. So I was working in office. My husband was living in Michigan. Um, mind you, while I was working full time, I always had all these like things on the side that I was doing like quote unquote side hustles. <laughs> um, I was like flipping vintage and doing like vintage markets, like selling, you know, furniture and home decor and rugs. Um, so I would like work all week and I'd like do my website and online sales at night. And then on the weekends I would go to these markets. Um, but when my husband and I got more serious, he was in Michigan. I was in Indianapolis. We were about five hours apart. So it turned into just utter chaos of trying to do everything at once and then making like five hour commutes back and forth, back and forth every weekend. So it was crazy. Um, I knew I was, I was doing anything I possibly could to get out of my corporate job. I was like, I just need to make enough money to live. And so I was never afraid to just like try different things. Like, um, I invested in my blog for a while and, you know, had a nice little income stream from that. I was flipping the vintage. Um, I had a little brick and mortar store there for a minute. Like I was like, whatever, I don't know what the pathway is, but I'm going to find it. I think that's about when I came across your Instagram account. I don't know how I found it. Probably hashtags because I'm into the <laughs> thrift and flipping and whatnot. Like flea, was it flea market flip is my jam. I yes. love that show. Yes. And anyway, Same. I think this was about when I came across your thoughtfully thrifted account. So I think I just missed all your online sales. You don't do that anymore, really, do you? No. So okay. after I, I, when I was doing the online sales, I thought my dream okay, I'm going to say it right now. It's okay to have a dream. And then you realize it and it's not your dream anymore. Mm -hmm. Because I thought my dream was to have a brick and mortar. Um, so right around the time my husband and I got married, I had a small little like pop-up shop that was like a physical space and I sold vintage. I absolutely hated it. So I would sit in there all day and I would do my day job for the medical device company in my little pop-up shop and then like take meetings and like talk to customers in between. And I hated it I hated this concept of it felt like a like jail like I had to be at the store from these hours every day on the weekends 
I just hated it. There was just no time freedom in it. And I quickly realized like, thank goodness I did this little pop-up experiment before I like, you know, leased a 2000 square foot space and was like, this is what I'm going to do for my career. Um, and once I realized how much I hated it, I was like, it's totally fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. I just closed it all down. I was like, I'm done with online sales. I don't want to have a store anymore. Um, and at that point, I kind of transitioned into um, doing digital marketing for other small businesses. I was like, well, you know, I'm racking my brain. I'm like, what experience do I have, my background that I could take and turn into a business? And I was like, well, my day job is marketing. So I did that for a while, three or four years, actually. Um, and I was still doing that when I had my daughter. So we worked with, I think, between those few years, 50, 60 small businesses, helping with social media, email. Um, shocker, I hated that too. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I just hate this. I felt like the client expectations and the reality on like digital marketing was just not aligning. Um and social media is so time consuming and it's like all encompassing. And I felt like I could never get away from work. It was like, my phone was like a source of anxiety. And so I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I like started firing clients and phasing that out. And then the wedding planning, which is what I do now, completely just came out of nowhere, out of nowhere. It was <laughs> never my idea. It just happened. And it's been like, the best job I've ever had. And I've had a lot of jobs. Okay. So you touched on so many things that I definitely want to revisit <laughs> and I'll try to yeah. be quick about all of them because they're all things that I was already planning to ask you about. Um, you mentioned, what was it? The brick and mortar being a dream and then quickly realizing you were locked in daily. I completely resonate. I have a studio downtown and while I love the idea of a shop or, you know, a quaint little boutique studio being part of the downtown community, it's by appointment because I could not even imagine just <laughs> sitting down there and yes. I'm an introvert. So like the idea of strangers coming in and me not necessarily even feeling safe and just being there alone, that terrifies me. So I completely get not wanting to sit there for hours on end. Yeah. I mean, it'd be great if, you know, you had like a manager and employees to run it, but yeah. like, any small business has to start, you know, usually it's boots on the ground. And that was not working for me at all. Everyone would be like, out at the beach, you know, hanging out with friends. And I'm just like, stuck in this little store, like watching the clock waiting for the hours to go by. And I'm like, I'm choosing this. This is my choice. So <laughs> I don't want to choose something I don't even enjoy. So not to put you on the spot. Um, I know I sent a list of questions to expect from me just a heads up but this one okay so you had your daughter I'm wondering if there's anything specific that maybe caught you off guard as far as introducing mom life into be being an existing entrepreneur is there anything specific that you found more challenging than expected I guess Oh my gosh, it's so hard. So when I had my daughter, I was working full time for a veterinary MRI company and it was remote, but I did have to travel and I was doing that full time, like 50 hours a week. Plus I had really just started getting my wedding planning business off the ground. Um, while I was pregnant, I want to say I did three to 10 weddings and then we were up to like 
15, 20 weddings a year when my daughter came. And so I was trying to juggle all that being a new mom and then juggling my day job. And I just, I had multiple breakdowns. I remember one very specifically, like literally just crying on the bathroom floor, telling my husband, I can't do this. Like, I can't do this. It's too much. Um, and I think I had like Ryan was maybe three months old at the time. And then the final straw on like the final straw was I was four months postpartum. My daughter was exclusively breastfed. So anytime I'm leaving her, I'm having to pump every two hours and like wash everything. And it's just a whole thing. Any of my breastfeeding or pumping mamas know, like, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's a whole nother job. And so my boss was like, we, my day job boss was like, we need you in Nashville over this long weekend. We want you here from like Thursday through like Monday or Tuesday or something. And I was so anxious about it. I didn't want to leave my daughter. And not only that, we had a wedding that Saturday. So, like, she's asking me to go to Nashville. I'm like, I can't. Like, I have a signed contract with a client from however many months ago, up to a year ago. I have to be at their wedding. And it was like all my worlds were just colliding. And it was like a dumpster fire. (laughs) And I did not want to leave my baby overnight. Like I wasn't ready. I was not ready to leave my baby. And I tried to express that to the company and you know what? They just, they didn't care. And I went, I, I compromised. I did the wedding on Saturday. Didn't see my daughter all day pumped. I had to get on a plane with all my breast milk and all my pumping gear and go to Nashville for this conference for two, three days. I'm literally leaving the conference floor to pump every two hours. So, and and I'm in there for 45 minutes, you know, like, I'm like, this is, I have to feed my baby. Like she's literally living off of me. Mm -hmm. And it was just awful. I get back from the trip. My boss sits me down and says, "Um, I didn't feel like you were very happy uh, on, (laughs) on this business trip. And I just wanted to be like, like, excuse my language. Are you freaking kidding me? Like, I, of course I'm not happy. Mm-hmm. I told you I didn't want to go. I told you I'm not ready to leave my child. You didn't give me a choice. You literally did not care. And you didn't understand. And there was no empathy. You know, we're sitting down with the CEO having a breakfast meeting. And they're like, okay, well, we all need to walk to the conference now. And I'm like, okay, well, I have to go back up to my ho- hotel room and pump now. <laughs> so see you in an hour and a half. Like, it was just a train wreck. And after that, I looked at my husband and I was like, I'm done. I'm not going to be treated like this. Like, this is not going to work for me. So that was probably, ooh, I don't know, September, October, something like that. I ended up putting in my resignation in November, December, and I was done. And I was going full time on on my business. And no regrets? No regrets. <laughs> Zero regrets. My business has grown and flourished, and I don't regret it at all. Good. Well, I am so sorry you went through all of that because uh, breastfeeding mom here, although she never took a bottle, so I physically can't be away from her more than a couple hours. Yeah, uh, yeah, I I can't even imagine. And anyway, I'm proud of you for standing your ground because holy cow. Well, yeah, and this is like, this is totally like a side note, but there was another woman on my team. So this was a UK based company. There was another woman on my team that reported to the same boss as me. And because she was in the UK, she was actually granted 12 months of maternity leave. 
and completely got to check out for 12 entire months. And mind you, this is my teammate who I work with on the daily. Well, I only got two and a half months unpaid to be with my daughter. Wow. (laughs) So there was a lot of like bitterness and like resentment and frustration. It just, it didn't seem fair. And then the reasoning was, oh, well, you know, the UK like pays for her to take this leave. Well, the company had to hire basically a whole other individual to backfill her role for those 12 months. So I'm like, the company is still paying to get the job done. So that was just like the cherry on the top for me. Yeah, that's really imbalanced. My goodness. Um, okay, so I would consider that a big pivot because you decided it wasn't <laughs> aligning with your heart. And that was, I was going to ask you to share more about it, but you just did. So <laughs> coming into full-time entrepreneurship with a kiddo, um, I'm, I guess I'm wondering, you obviously had a completely new daily and weekly routine or maybe a period where you didn't have a routine and had to find one. Is there anything specific that you'd want to share about, I don't know, finding ways to make sure that you're completing your to-do list while also trying to navigate finding that rhythm? Anything you implemented? I don't think there, I think finding a rhythm in motherhood is basically impossible. Okay. Well. I just, I feel like, I feel like no matter what your job is, like it's just being a mom is the hardest <laughs> job in the world. And I feel like it's constantly changing and it's unpredictable and you don't have any experience. Well, for me, this is my mm-hmm. first. So like, I don't know what I'm doing. I mean, the biggest thing for us was we had, I had so much help. And I'm very transparent about sharing that because I could not do my job without having live-in help. I have live-in help. We have an au pair. She's been with us since my daughter was two months old. She lives at her house. She's an absolute saint. Like, I would not be afloat without her. Um, She's leaving us in a month and a half. Her program finishes. So we're really sad but really excited for her to kind of move on to the next, you know, phase in her life. But I I don't know. If I didn't have that live in health, there is no way like my business would be where it is today. Like now we even have double child care. So my daughter's in school three days a week and then we also still have up to forty hours a week of in home health. And I just there's no way. I couldn't do it without the help. Are you looking to find a new au pair or are you kind of moving into just school for childcare for the time being? That is a great question. All our (laughs) friends keep asking because we've been so spoiled with our au pair. I'm like, how can anyone ever live up to her again? Ah. Um, We, uh, we wanted to do our plan. You know, it's funny, funny thing how plans don't always go as you plan. Um, We were hoping to have another little one this year and it just hasn't happened for us yet. So we're kind of holding out on um, adding a second Mm. to the mix for our next au pair. Um, And then in the meantime, we're just going to go the school route until that kind of happens. So I don't know what's going to happen when I go the school route because we already have conflicts every week. It's like, I'm supposed to pick up Ryan and then a meeting comes up and it's like, my clients all want to meet in the evenings because they have day jobs and the guilt. That's been the hardest part. It's like, you know, sometimes I go two days and I don't see my kid at all. She, she leaves before 
in the morning before I even get up. And then I'm gone until 8 p.m. and I don't see her. So I'm trying to go to a school schedule and somehow me work according to the school schedule. Mm. But that's going to be an interesting experiment. Yeah, I can only imagine. Um, Your your wedding... Um, your wedding planning business. I want to talk a little bit about that before we move on to the next main struggle I want to talk about as well. Uh, <laughs> so many struggles. I know. Well, so oh. but you handle them so gracefully and you share so openly on social media. And I want to thank you again. I know I sent this to you previously, but you've always been so encouraging because I, I don't find pleasure in other moms struggling, but I feel less alone anytime I see it because it's a reminder that it's you know, real life is happening behind the scenes of an Instagram account that might seem curated or or whatever. So thank you again for your transparency because it's, I don't know, it's been been a pick me up. It's funny. It's funny you say that because I've been called a complainer so many times on Instagram and I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, do you never complain about anything that happens in your life on the daily? Would you rather me just act like everything is perfect in my life? I feel like that is so discouraging from someone watching online, right? Like the accounts that just their hair is always perfect and their clothes are always perfect. And they go on these amazing trips with their family and you wonder, do they ever work? Like Mm -hmm. how do they have all this money? And I'm just like, I see that. And I just, I can't relate to it all. And it just feels very like, unattainable and then you get down on yourself you're like well why doesn't my life look like that you know (laughs) why am I not rich on a beach spending two weeks a month you know with my family uninterrupted yeah just ignore them they might not even be parents (laughs) I don't know (laughs) if they were parents I would imagine they'd understand a little bit more (laughs) yeah well okay so your um your wedding planning team do you have how how many employees do you have or do you have a business partner as well? So we, our team has just been growing and growing like the past probably six months. We've added oh, two more like almost full-time roles. So there's eight of us total. Uh, we kind of have like a core team of four of us. So there's myself, I have a planner, a coordinator, and I also have a florist. So we are spread, trying to spread the workload and I'm getting to the point now where I have to get really serious about delegating mm. um, and getting things off my plate. And it's for the benefit of the client because you don't want me trying to do it all because I can't. <laughs> um, so yes, we've grown a lot and having the team there, it's just a whole different experience. It's it's more of the dream that I hope for of getting to choose who I work with every day and having fun and like enjoying the journey and not just feeling alone because entrepreneurship can feel very isolating and lonely Mm -hmm. when it's just you and you're everyone and you're doing everything by yourself and there's no one to like share in the misery with (laughs) because sometimes it is miserable. Yeah, that's awesome that you're growing your team and being able to spread out the work. And hopefully that includes finding a real groove, you know, soon. I know you have so many evenings and weekends that you have to dedicate to it, which means sacrificing family time, missing events. And I 
I know that a little bit because I used to do wedding photography and then I was for a while I was second shooting for other photographers. So it's it's all consuming, but we weren't having to set up and tear down and then, you know, mm-hmm. all the pick up and drop off and it's I one wedding would probably turn into multiple days of work just around the wedding plus all the additional time. So I I'm glad you're having yes. some more help. <laughs> We two the past, about two weeks ago we had a wedding. We were literally it was a private property. We were literally on site four days in a row. It was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and some days there were seven of us out there. Like that's what it took to get the job done. Wow. Yes, it's crazy, and it is such a sacrifice. I I remember one wedding last fall. All of our adult friends like got babysitters, and they went down and had like a full adults day and we're wine tasting and you know, they're all together. And my husband went and I was working and I just remember I cried in a closet at the wedding because I was getting all these like Snapchats and you know, you do, you feel like you, you miss out on a lot and it sucks. But at the same time, I would not sacrifice all of that if I didn't love my job. Because when I'm there at the wedding, I'm like 90% of the time, I'm like completely in the moment and rushing around and just so happy to be there. And I love the work so much that the days go so fast, too fast, honestly. (laughs) It's like a month of season goes by and I'm just like, where did the last month go? Like it just disappeared. I can tell that you're passionate about it. And it's awesome that you found that. (laughs) Yes, but we are, I'm not going to lie. We're ready for slow season. I am ready to have. I'm going to have like three to five weekends with my family over the summer. And that's like everything to me. I'm like, so looking forward to that. Okay, so I'd love to talk a little bit about social media burnout. Um, It can feel like a full time job keeping up with a presence online, especially when you have like multiple accounts across multiple platforms. How does social media play a role in your life? And how has it changed? for you through the last few years? It has changed immensely. So if we go like way back, like probably like five, six, seven years ago, maybe, uh, Instagram was like all the rage. It was like today's TikTok. Like it was like (laughs) new and exciting and everybody was like, I want to, you know, be this cool like brand on Instagram. Influencers, I feel like they were a thing, but they weren't as like prominent and like, well-known like if you said influencer some people might be like what's that Mm -hmm. um and I was gonna use it as a platform to like sell things like physical products that was like my aim in the beginning and then I quickly learned like oh I love sharing like decorating my home like oh hey I you know I rearranged the living room or like I painted the dining room or I thrifted this and I styled it this way and people were really receptive to that Um, and it was super fun and I got like hooked on it. It was like addicting. It was like every day it was like, I got to style something. I got to photograph it. I got to post, like I got a nice camera and I like learned how to edit and it was the whole thing. Um, and then right as I was like getting that going, this is totally unrelated, but like my relationship ended and I had to sell my house and I was like, Oh God, like, I don't know what I do with this platform from here because the platform really became sharing my house. And I was like, I got to pivot. Um, so I started like decorating my apartment and sharing that. And then I moved again. So then I started sharing that house. Um, and then when I had my daughter, like 
everything changed. Like when I put all my priorities out on the table, like my wedding business was growing. I still had this like blog and Instagram where I was sharing home stuff. And then obviously I have my husband and like now a daughter. And it was like, when you laid everything out of the table, like there was only time in the day for so many things. And like, when you prioritize them, like my blog and decorating my home and everything that went along with that Instagram account was like literally the last thing on the list. Um, yeah, I, social media, gosh, that would be a struggle in itself. And then just the, I just feel like keeping up with the presence online, especially this day and age, it just seems like it takes so much effort to post any piece of content, let alone, you know, from like, if you post it from Instagram, and you try to share it automatically over to Twitter and Facebook, there's always an issue, you have to go into Facebook, and sometimes it didn't actually share it like it says it did. And so you just, it feels like you spin in circles trying to make sure it all works seamlessly. And it's I don't know. I'm so burnt out on it. So I'm just like, yeah. And it's like, it is a full-time job. And so I came to a crossroads, like I was monetizing my platform for a little while and that was great. And like, at that point it does, you know, move up the chain in priorities. But when I kind of went away from monetizing my platform, I had to be like, look, if I'm spending my time doing something like a lot of time, like I need to be making money for it, like Mm -hmm. from it. Or like, it's just not worth my time. You know, it's like, either it makes money, or I don't do it. Like, you know, and I I even prioritize things like that in my like wedding business. It's like, okay, well, here's the thing I could do. Is it gonna make me more money? No, it's like, okay, then don't even put it on the list. Like, there's no, there's no room on that list. And I mean, I was, I was looking back on my like blog, Instagram, uh, like I, I posted maybe maybe this is like high 30 times like the entire year last year like it just it was not a priority did you ever try any of like the scheduling apps or the features where you could just post ahead and try to like batch content yes yep tried that many times that is so time consuming like (laughs) to batch a month of content I would have to sit down for a week and like edit and plan and write and schedule. And like, I don't, I don't have that time at all. Like, nope. And I had gotten to the point of my platform where I was like really, really picky. And this is one of the things, this is the number one thing that stops me from posting right now is like this perfectionism Mm. and this, like, it's not, it's not good enough. So anytime I go, I'm like, Oh, this is cool. Or like I painted this or whatever. I want to share it, but I'm like, it's not good enough. It's not, professional photography it's not like professionally edited like the video like doesn't have any transitions and like the clips don't go to the music and like I just get paralyzed like that's where I've been the last two years like nothing feels good enough to post because I feel like the level of content that is online now is like so high I just feel like I can't reach it yeah and I the amount of content that is shared is it's just so much all the time. And I, I see all these reels and you mentioned trying to sync things to music that <laughs> it seems like it would be easy or a no brainer. You know, I, I tried it actually just yesterday and I had to use somebody's template because I'm like, I'm not going to spend an hour trying to set 15 images 
to the beat that's happening in the music and someone has a template, awesome, I'll use that instead. But even the template and producing all that, I mean, the time it takes to collect the images that fit in the reel and make sure the song's right, make sure it's a trending audio. It's just like, there's so much to it that I'm like, I should probably just start outsourcing this because it's just not, yeah. not a smart and that's use of my how time. I felt. Exactly. And so like, that's how I felt in my wedding business. I was like, we need an online presence. Like, I don't have time to do it. Like, I'm gonna hire someone to do it. But then when I really sit down and like break it all down, and I look at our lead sources, most of them aren't coming from Instagram. And I even went back and looked at the ones that did come from Instagram, and most of them didn't even book with us. So I am like, if I'm investing X amount of dollars per month to hire somebody to produce this content, I need to see some kind of return on investment. And if I look at my books, that is not where our clients come from. They come from like trusted referrals. And so that tells me like, no, like I should be putting my money into building relationships with other people, like in real life. And like social media is great and it it can be a portfolio piece, but for me to pay someone else, I just don't see that as like a smart return on investment. That's a really good point. I, I think a lot of mine come from more like Google or personal referrals, which I am very grateful for. And I I don't know that many come directly from Instagram, unless that's just initially how they found me. I think I love the aspect where they can get to know the person behind the brand, you know, by you sharing your face or I don't know, behind the scenes stuff. So I like that connection aspect, but you're right. There's a total line where it's like, am I putting way more effort into this than is necessary? And is this really the smartest way to spend my time? Um, so right. Cause it's kind of, it's like a, it's like a keeping up with the Joneses thing, right? right. Well, everybody else has this like amazing platform. So like I have to too, but the, this weird thing was happening where a client would book with us. And then like three weeks later, I would see them follow us on Instagram. They weren't even following us when they booked with us. They didn't care. Like, it's so crazy. Well, I'm glad you said that too, because that just happened the other day. I had someone follow me and I'm like, oh, they weren't already. Okay. So Instagram is not the only place to be. That's for sure. (laughs) Um, So task wise, in general, like business, life, I know you've shared a little bit about how you, um, I mean, you you know, you have full-time or in-home care for your uh, baby girl. Is there anything else that you have no regrets about that you've outsourced or anything that you would like to um, in general, I guess? Oh my gosh. So my husband and I just bought a new house and it kind of like bumped up how we could like spend our money. Like more money goes to our house now than it used to. But Mm. I mean, in our previous house, like we had a housekeeper, we like, ordered all our groceries to our doorstep. We did HelloFresh. Like we have in home, we had in home childcare. Like we had a lawn service. We didn't mow our lawn. Like there were so many things we outsourced. And it was just like, it was okay. You either this few hours of week that you have to spend with your kid, you're either going to spend it with her or you're going to spend it mowing the lawn. Like right. which do you want? Um, and so now we're kind of in a phase of like, making an adjustment and like kind of moving around like how we spend our time and money and it's a huge conversation in our marriage right now of like you know how much is your time worth how much is and I am quantifying this from a dollar amount because this is like a real conversation my husband and I are having he's like I can go to work for four hours and make what you make in 80 hours of work and it's like what's better for our family Mm -hmm. you know it's like 
you being gone an additional four hours a week or me being gone for 80 hours over two weeks to make that same amount of money. Like, you know, it's a conversation we're having right now and we're trying to like re-navigate and figure that all out. And the reason I brought that up is like that getting that to say, I got that, you know, 80 hours a week back. It's like, now I have time to go mow the lawn while Ryan's taking a nap or, you know, put her in school part-time. And like, I can get those kind of things we were outsourcing done while she's at school part-time. So yeah, it's like a, we have a huge shift coming. Like mm-hmm. our yeah. in child care is, is ending. <laughs> I have to like create a new schedule Um, I'm like trying, I hired someone new at work. So I'm like delegating more like administrative tasks and like, you know, one of my assistants is out running errands right now. Like she went to the post office to do some work stuff. So it's like, okay, how can we get the most time and the most money and like, you know, what works for our family? Yeah. Find that good blend. Well, I'm excited to follow along and see what you guys end up implementing because, it sounds like you're definitely in the middle of, like you said, a pivot in what you outsource and spend your time on. Well, so talking about daily life, um, the busy, busy days, nights that you just don't have time to cook and you say you didn't order out. Do you have any like go-to dinners or meal plan, I don't know, recipes or anything you stash away for those nights when you want to cook from home or have like homemade meals? Yeah, we so we cook from home pretty much every day we go out maybe once a week and that's Andrew and I's like date night um we're HelloFresh fans I'm not gonna lie like (laughs) I'm not like an affiliate or anything like HelloFresh has just saved us like and it's the mental load piece of it like trying to meal plan go to the grocery store make sure you have all the ingredients like we don't even have to think there's no decision to make it's literally like you know, we do three meals a week with HelloFresh and then we kind of like fill in with like, we love Trader Joe's, like mm-hmm. a good, you know, good go-to like 20 minute frozen Trader Joe's meal to like fill in the gaps. Like that's pretty much what we do. Now that it's summer, like maybe we'll grill, grill out once a week, but HelloFresh has been a lifesaver. <laughs> when we were like cutting back the budget, we were both like, we we will not sacrifice HelloFresh. Like, the, like we will make room somewhere else to keep our HelloFresh. I love it. Big supporters of HelloFresh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So thinking self-care, um, how do you make time for it as a busy mom and business owner? Like, how do you, what do you enjoy doing to recharge? Yeah, well, I'm trying to do better about that now (laughs) since we're in a little bit of a slower season. I've pretty much just come to terms with the fact that between like May and June and like September and October, like there's just not going to be any rest. Um, But I'm really trying. I kind of shifted my like day so that people aren't allowed to schedule meetings with me until like 11 a.m. And then I kind of take that time for myself in the morning and it makes a huge difference when sometimes I'm bad about like, oh, I scheduled this time for myself, but I'm like not going to take it. And then I'm resentful all day. Like, <laughs> and it's my own fault. Cause I'm like, you literally gave yourself the time to like work out and take a shower and get ready or, you know, read a book or whatever you wanted to do. And like, you chose to answer your emails. Um, but like this morning I got on the Peloton, took a shower, got ready. And like, I find that when I do do that and take that time, like I'm just a better human and like a better business owner all day long, better mom, better wife. Yeah, it does definitely set the tone, especially when you start your day out prioritizing it. That's good. 
they, um, they always say like, you know, like pay yourself first, like put yeah. yourself first. <laughs> I was like, okay. And, and then it's cool because if you get to the end of the day, you're like, wow, like I already took care of myself today, you know? You don't save it for the very end and then miss out. So say you did have a free hour at the end of your day and you spent it watching TV. What are your guilty pleasures that you're currently into? <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I'm currently watching um, Married at First Sight. <laughs> my husband thinks it's literally the most painful thing. Like, he'll see me turn it on the TV and he will just, like, bolt out of the room. But he did tell me, he was like, tell me when it gets to the last episode and we have like bets on who's going to be like together at the final episode. And then we also have like another list of like who's going to be together when we stalk them on Instagram, like after the (laughs) reunion show. I'm a big fan of that show. But yeah, that my husband's the same way. Like he's sort of into it just to like know who's (laughs) maybe together still. But he just there's so many episodes in between that are just so drawn out, especially with all the. What is it? Um, is it pre pre shadowing, foreshadowing? All the just yes. coming up on when they yes. can just get to it and show yeah. it. <laughs> it's like, come on. So fast forward. A I lot. may or may not have answered answered emails last night while I was watching it. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's a good show. Um, if you could go back and tell yourself something as a tired, fresh, first time parent, what would it be? I know that's a big question because I'm sure there's a lot, but. One main thing. Oh, my goodness. Um, It gets better. You will feel like yourself again. Uh, Also, like, that, like, that time, like, with your baby is, like, the most important. And, like, everything else can wait and will wait. Because I feel like there's, like, this weight of when you have a baby, like, oh, my God, like, everything's going to fall apart, like, at work, like, my social life, like, everything. And, like, no, like, it's okay. Like, everything will be there, like, when you when you come back for it. I feel that. I feel that deeply. <laughs> um, do you have anything that you are really looking forward to in the next couple of years? Like, any big goals or projects in the works for your family, home, work, and business? Ooh, that's a big question. Um, we're working on like a big European vacation. Mm. Um, we started like the planning process for that. It's just going to be my husband and I super excited about that. Um, we love to travel and business wise. I'm like, I was just talking to my husband. I was like, I'm trying to figure out the secret sauce. Like, how do I scale back the hours I'm putting in while also scaling up the business? (laughs) So I feel like I finally have like the right team to be able to do that. So I'm, my goal, like by the end of the year is to be working like a three day a week kind of thing. And then Ryan will only be in school part-time. We won't have in-home childcare. And so that's my goal as like a business owner is to like, finally be able to like run my business more as like the CEO and the boss and not like the constant boots on the ground worker. Like that's a huge goal for me over the next year or two. Those are really big and exciting things. I'm excited to follow along. Um, And speaking of that, and I know this will put you a little bit on the spot. You have a podcast called thoughts, right? Thoughts. 
by Miranda yes. Shorter. Is that uh, something that you're yes, continuing yes. to pursue or is it, because I know, I, again, I'm putting you on the spot, but I'm just wondering if that's where you'll be sharing a little bit more or if you still plan to share your journey a bit more on Instagram. I would love to share on the podcast. Like I just recently like started listening to podcasts and that's where I was kind of like, oh, like I feel like this is a different and maybe better way to talk about things that I want to talk about than like the small amount of characters that you get with a picture on social media. Like it's just a different format and setting and Mm -hmm. I love it and I want to continue doing it. I have to figure out like, how that fits in with everything else Mm -hmm. and that's a big a big part of like okay how can I like get my time back in my wedding business so that I can do some of these things that I want to do you know and that includes like Instagram and the blog as well um it's definitely like a pause button right now but I do not want to say or I don't believe that it's like like it's an end Mm -hmm. for like any of those platforms I think it's just like a pause button which is totally okay Okay, so a stay tuned. (laughs) For sure, yeah. Well, as we wrap up, if you'd like to allow listeners to follow or connect with you, can you tell us where to find you and where you're most active? Yes, the best place to find me is at Thoughtfully Thrifted on Instagram. Um, Like you mentioned, uh, my podcast is on Spotify and Apple, and it's Thoughts by Miranda Schroeder. Um, you can also find my blog at mirandaschroeder.com. That kind of branches you out to any of our platforms from there. Nice. We'll make sure to link it all in the show notes. Well, thank you so much for taking so much of your time. I mean, twice now because we, you know, did this in two spurts because it's <laughs> the just first, technology. The first one was and... my fault. No. Nope. Yeah. It's, it's technology. And you're so busy, which is, you know, obviously you being a boss mama, but... <laughs> think it's been really nice chatting with you especially because I've been following along so this is kind of like a little fangirl moment for me personally but (laughs) anyway thank you again for sharing your heart and your journey as a mom and business owner and all the things so much for having me I really appreciate it I hope you have a good rest of your day you too (laughs) bye thank you for spending some of your valuable time with me today If you haven't already, I'd be so grateful if you'd take a minute to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. If you've shared this podcast with others that may find it helpful, that would also be incredibly appreciated. I'd really love to connect with you on social media. Shoot me a DM with any specific topics that you'd like to hear more about or any questions that you'd like me to ask fellow mompreneurs during guest interviews to come. You can find me on most platforms with the handle at MessyMompreneur. I'll share my contact info in the show notes as well. All right, friend, have a great week.